So, are we live? Yeah, we live. <clears throat> All right, yo, we live. Yo. Yeah. All right. Thank so, y'all for coming, for real. Hey, but on the real world, since we are, like, recording this for the podcast. Hold on, listen up, y'all. Since we are recording it for the podcast, like, we need silence. And then when you do speak, you know, we bring you up so you can speak because nobody's going to be able to hear you anyway. And then it's going, they're not going to be able to hear us well. So, yeah. And Whoa. Joe got a lot of important shit to say. Yeah. Yeah, we got a little bit to say. Um, yeah, so 30th episode. Hello, yeah, man. Hello. Hey. Hey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 30 episodes in. And y'all loyal. Like, y'all are loyal. I've run into some of y'all. Like, I run into y'all. I ran into Derek. He's always supporting us. Bree, Elena, she lets us use her home. Like, we were. <laughs> We recorded the first 25 episodes in her yeah. apartment. So, like. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, thanks, y'all, for the support. Yeah, man. Uh, how you feeling? I'm good. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the love in the room. I'm happy to everybody that we care about, you know, and care about us and doing this thing and putting these messages out are here tonight. So, who? I'm 30 episodes in. I, like I said, man, I'm still straight. It doesn't just rub off on you. It ain't contagious. I I wasn't sure because folks said you know they said me and gay on me. You gay? Like no. You got a lot. You got a lot. You got a lot of flack for doing the podcast. You know what? Less flack than I thought I would get. That's good. I really, you know, my family, they old school, man. (laughs) But the funny thing is, I got hella gay cousins, like female cousins. Who don't? Having a gay female cousin is cool. But they not cool with having a gay male cousin. They're like, man, here, here come Trevor. <laughs> I, don't know why, I don't know why I named him Trevor. Because I don't know not one Trevor. Um, but, yeah, so we're here. So we're here today. We're going live because we want to talk about a very important topic. But first, on a more important note, we must talk about Tyrese. <laughs> oh, man. My brother... My brother Tyrese. I thought she was about to pour one out. I didn't know what she was saying. The brother from Watts, because he's ghetto. I don't know if y'all remember that. Remember he started rapping in that old school? Yes. He's like, I'm from Watts, so I'm ghetto. <laughs> um, I even had the Black Tie album. You guys remember that? No. It was a rap album. Yeah. It was a, Tyrese Tyre. had a rap album? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so a little history on that. So... Um, a rapper by the name of Bishop Lamont. <laughs> Bishop, if you're watching, because you follow, uh, I know you follow me. I don't know if you follow the podcast. But anyway, he used to be signed to Aftermath. He, before that, he had a mixtape with all these cats. And Black Tie was on the mixtape. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, this dude sounds familiar. Later on, I found out it was Tyrese. <laughs> I just can't take yeah. this serious at all. And I was like, yo, he's pretty good. <laughs> that album was not good at all. It was horrible. Anyway, so Tyrese, uh, how do you feel about what's going on with Tyrese? Uncomfortable as hell. Like, it, I, I'm annoyed by the whole thing just because, I mean, Amanda Seals said it best. It's very narcissistic what, what he's doing. Like, yeah, he clearly has some mental issues, but I'm definitely not about to put aside the fact that he's making it about him and not about his daughter. So there's right. that. But These people went in on me. Well, not a lot, maybe two. Went in on me for not supporting this black man that wants health. his daughter. You know, I'm like, dude, I sat there watching this motherfucker for two months talk shit about The Rock for, yeah, for choosing just... to do a movie. 
can't get because he he needs to feed his daughter and keep her in private school. If you don't get the fuck out of here with that, like shit. you're part of the Fast and Furious franchise, like you should have been putting that money away no. a long time Look, ago. I saw a video That's of him. Discussion. I saw a video of him with his pimped out truck and shit. I was like, <laughs> how do you want me to feel sorry for you, dude? Get the fuck out of here. I'm struggling out here. I'm ready to knock somebody over the head for a buck. <laughs> not really. I'm, I'm, it's not that bad. But I've been there. I didn't do it, but I've been there. Yeah, it's just sad. It's real sad. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Tyrese, shut the fuck up. And um, moving on, because it's not much to say. Because this yeah. ain't about Tyrese. <laughs> it's always about Tyrese. <laughs> Obviously. Um, Colin Kaepernick. Hmm. The God. Yes. Like, for real, man. This dude is doing it. He just got the cover of GQ. You like the citizen of the year. Like, proud. Man, he makes all of us proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Clap it up. (laughs) Nah, like, I don't know. It's like he's like the modern day somebody from the civil rights movement. Yeah, you know what? And I hate the people who are like, he ain't no Muhammad Ali. He ain't this. He ain't that. It's like. But he's he's not in I mean, but he's. It's pretty close. Yeah. I mean, who's oh, doing you mean it? in terms of what Mahalo went through? Right? Yeah, I'm saying who there is no one like him in sports. We have not mm-hmm. seen one like seen anyone like this since I I don't remember anyone actually. Yeah, Ray Lewis. And I'm trying to give up that check. He <laughs> <laughs> said Ray Lewis. Yo. Oh my god, the best the best costume was the Ray Lewis guy. He had the Ray Lewis jersey with the uh, raccoon uh, mm. head. Oh, man. That was great. But, yo, but back on Cap, man. Cap is doing it, and he needs to be applauded. And I'm so, I was surprised. I'm actually always surprised when somebody outside of the black community is showing support for Colin Kaepernick. Oh, yeah. Because um, most most people just are, like, seem annoyed by the whole thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, he's, he's literally standing up for the livelihood of himself in a whole community or subset of people and let's be for everyone he's like yeah i don't want you to be harmed by the police i want you to feel safe in this country all of you everyone word but um yeah so if you guys don't know kaepernick uh at kaepernick7.com you can keep track of all the donations i think he's passed eight hundred thousand now but he has in on that website shows in detail everyone who he's donated money to and why like yeah. new uniforms and yeah, truth. they needed to go get bubble gum type shit. It's that detail. Um, and he has <laughs> and he has a know your rights camp where um, he brings uh, young men and women in and teaches them how to deal with police mm-hmm. and also self empowerment and um, well, I'll some how to deal with police. raise awareness on higher education and all that good stuff. And he's doing it. He's really doing the work. And there is, I remember people were saying, I mean, he's doing all this protest, but what is he doing for the community? Everything. He's, he has he has dedicated his life to it. I mean, he's literally losing money. Like, that, and if, still doing, if that and don't still say, doing it, you know, be like black people do not be trying to give up that check. Like, especially nobody. when it comes hold to, on, hold on, ain't nobody trying to give up that check. We learn from a certain group of people, okay? Yeah. The way we are in America is because we are their babies. We are the babies of these capitalist folks, man. We we do what they do. So when we when people say, well, why don't black folks uh support each other, come together, bring their money together? Because that's not how we were raised. Like, I'm like I'm I'm a product of 
my great great grandparents are slaves. Right. They were raised the American way. You know, when people come here from other countries and they talk, they can talk community. We ain't had that. It's doggy dog in America. So mm-hmm. that's what we do. So when we push ourselves away from that thinking, that's rough. That's tough, man. Because you've been told to step over the next man to get it. Yep. Your whole life. Now you're saying, um, let's act like Mexicans. Let's act like the Koreans. And it's like, well, shit, okay. Right. How do we do that? The Jewish community got it together. Why can't we? How do we do it? Especially when your mom's is like, well, you better take that job and do this and do that and take care of yourself. It's, well, yeah. It's a Especially different they're coming from a different... It's a different, yeah. ...generation of you need work <laughs> to yeah, support man. your family. But so, um, shouts to Kaepernick. Absolutely. Um, and you want to discuss this... Uh, election that oh yeah definitely also congrats to all of the women who just like won the democratic elections recently like in terms of absolutely yeah like in terms of like uh you know making that change that everybody wants to see in terms of like having more women in positions of power in terms of people who are feeling sorry or sour about the hillary loss and now who we got it's just like well when you have more people in positions of power that represent these people that want to be seen and want to be uh like pulled up in society like you want those faces in that in that space so that's a beautiful thing like two trans women one positions in office like so it's you know good things come from us being you know <laughs> flat on our face after what happened last november but um because everybody needs each other right now but hey yeah. new orleans is about to get their first uh female mayor Black female oh. mayor. Really? Yeah, there's right now it's a runoff between uh I forget her first name, but uh, her last name is Cantrell and uh Desiree Charbonnet. Cantrell's ahead. I was down there like a few weeks ago, so yeah. I was there the you day always there. Second home, man. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I know y'all watching right now. They're Probably not. not. They're not. But I know y'all gonna <laughs> listen. I know y'all listening though, because they actually support, which was so surprising. I talk about it all the time, but yeah, I love y'all out there. But uh, it's dope, man. Things are moving. Things are we're progressing. Mm-hmm. But I'm always, uh, man, I feel like we're progressing and then something happens. And then, I mean, yeah. Okay, I'm just not going to be this negative. We're going to keep going. Well, I mean, no, you got to talk about what's real, though. Like, if How do we stop that? Mm, pe- people being in those positions of power. I think, I think often we get, like, one person in there or, like, two people in there. And we're just like, oh, okay, cool. I see myself. And then... You still like Obama like won, Obama. and it and meant just nothing. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, it, it meant something, but it meant more of a it was more of a moral victory yeah. than anything. Like, it was optics. It was like, like oh, look, this son, can happen. Look what you can do. Right. That's all I got. If you live long enough, for that, but that's all I got. If you make it out of your neighborhood and you're not killed by police and you can afford college and you can like you know get further in life, police this is what you police can do. Do not kill black people. Chill. I'm just saying. This this is the reality. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was it's good, man. It's this is gonna this is big. This is big yeah. for everyone. Um, but I'm glad we're bringing this up because our women are being uh sexually harassed and abused and just stepped over, right? And we're we've been knowing this is a thing. Yeah. But now people are coming out. People being forced to actually talk about it. And this is um people have a support system now. Mm-hmm. This is um this is the whole this reminds me of the Bill Cosby thing. People are like, yo, why are people coming up now? 
Because somebody else is speaking up. You feel like, oh, I got a teammate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I didn't want to go up and... I wouldn't want to go up in front of the class. and like, yo, can such and such come with me? That's we do it together? Yes. Yeah. You feel that support. You feel that brotherhood, sisterhood, whatever. So this is what's happening now. You have Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, Louis C.K., man. How do you feel about Louis C.K., bro? I know you like Louis C.K. I fuck with Louis C.K. You ever hear jacking off in front of people and you, shit? <laughs> is that, that's what he did, that, right? That is what he did. <laughs> what kind of corny ass shit? Okay, let's talk about this. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Real quick. I got to talk about this. Mm-hmm. So you got them riled up. I know. I brought up Louis C.K. Listen, People are listen. conflicted. <laughs> These cats are some cornballs. I guess if you ain't got no player in you or nothing, you gotta you get a little money. And you're like, look at what this money can get me. Oh, money gets me a little money. Or maybe they maybe they, they maybe they think that's play. Hold on, hold on. They get a little pussy. I'm like, yo, the money got me. So I bet this money can get me. I can do whatever I want. They know I'm Louis C.K. Hey, watch this. Jacking off in front of me and say, you ain't gonna do nothing. I'm Louis C.K. I got this money, girl. I get you it's, whatever you want. It's crazy because like a real one ain't gonna do. I don't need to do that to get no. What? Look, I don't need to sexually harass anybody. Like, hey, what you doing later? All right, I holler at you. All right, we moving on. And I'm counting out later. That's what are they doing? Probably like the the twenty percent of men who don't have those insecurities where they Dude, need to I was, like, oh, look, I was at work today. Get off on women just right. bowing down to them. I was at work today. I was at work today listening to an agent talk about a date he went on. <laughs> and he met her on Trent Lighting now, boy. He met, he met. <laughs> <laughs> the computer just shuts down. <laughs> he like, oh, it's nothing big. It was just, he met her on a dating site. Mm-hmm. And he was just so cornball about it. I was like, I get it. I get why they act the way they do because they don't know how to, they don't know how to behave around women. He's like, she's, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna get a second date. Um, and she's really pretty. And then the other guys are like, yeah, I'm so surprised because they knew he should be getting that. I was like, yeah, she looked good. I was like, damn, nobody thinks you get girls, bro. I wish I could tell you who. <laughs> I'm gonna show it to you. I'm gonna show it to you. He's a cornball. But um, <laughs> at least okay. to the holidays. So yeah, Harvey Weinstein. Um, I just read mm-hmm. he reached a settlement with like I guess it's over. Like it's, it was. I read eight. Now maybe more. You read eight. Eight women oh, reached oh, a settlement oh. with eight women for sexual misconduct. But they're talking about this has been decades. He's been. I'm gonna say that ain't new. No, no, no. Been paying people off. I know, but look. <laughs> I don't know. I, listen, y'all. I don't even know who Harvey Weinstein is. <laughs> when they say Harvey Weinstein, when they say he's, 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 he's every movie you probably love. He's I, probably I, behind. He's probably the most prolific producer in the history of cinema. Okay, Literally. tell him, Bree. With Jay Z. Hold on, y'all. Hey, because they're not gonna be able to hear y'all. So it's gonna be weird because they're just gonna hear a silent. They, shit. Can, they can hear us on the phone though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the yeah, live yeah. listeners, they got them. All right, look. I'm just saying when they said it, I was just like. Shit, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Who was every, that? Every man's reaction. Oh, I was like, damn, Harvey Weinstein. Shit, wow. Yeah. I was like, what movie he in? <laughs> he had it written in his contract with his lawyer. 
long as he can get off with these sexual assaults and none of the cases would go to court, that they would they would not fire him. So they understood what was going on. Uh, wow. Right. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, but then they fired oh, wait, 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 him. So wait, 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 wait. Come in pretty real quick. I want, so I know y'all can hear it on live, but I want you to repeat that for the podcast just in case I didn't hear it. So to my understanding mm-hmm. from what I've read, of all the information I got, he had it actually written into his contract that as long as he reached settlements with these women, it would not interfere with his employment at the company. So they knew he was a predator. They knew he had issues. They knew he was doing his thing. As long as he can settle with them and they would not go to court or anything or bring any bad publicity on the company, he would be all good. This was in his contract. Yo, the funny thing is, that does not surprise me. No, of course not. I'm not surprised at all. Uh, they lit. They lit. I know, hold on, y'all. Hold on. Hold hey, on. Hey, 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 hey. Goddamn it! Please, please. Hey, y'all. So we live. Uh, I can't make them pass notes. Look, y'all gonna get with this. I mean, honestly, this, this is the thing. This is what's there, there are women in this room, and I'm pretty sure a lot of these women. This is personal as fuck for a lot of people in here, women and men. So like, y'all just gonna hear some over talking. For sure. For sure. Because people are emotional and passionate about this shit. So. And yeah. this is, uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear what some of the women have to say because I have not been affected by, like, this has never affected my life, mm-hmm. but it's affected women, uh, plenty of women I know. Right. Like, I, 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 I may have sexually harassed somebody. The stories are. I don't know. Awesome. Wait, somebody back there. Yes, me, me, nigga. <laughs> guarantee there. Um, actually, that's why I came. No, there's not a guarantee. I mean, we being transparent. Oh, I mean, look. What is it? No. I, I, I stand by you. Listen, wait, first of all, let me put that drink on. We lit. Hey. All right, we back on. So, yeah, we back on. What the fuck did we do? Um, all right, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We back on. All right. Um, so, talk about Harvey Weinstein. Kevin Spacey is over here fucking little boys and shit. Or trying to. No. Okay, listen. I yeah, a little. Okay. The, the I like Kevin Spacey. Thing, the, the, you look it the, always the surprises me when somebody fucks with a little boy. Yeah, that's surprising. Him being gay was no surprise. Let's be look, clear. Listen, I don't expect in expect except some people's uncles. Like you, like yo, keep him away from the kids. <laughs> but <laughs> Kevin Spacey, I don't know. I like this movie, so I wasn't expecting him to be like trying to hump on fourteen year olds. It's just so eerie because, like, you think yo, about American Beauty, and you're just like, oh my god, that was real. Like, oh god. All right, so listen though. All right, I don't know. You're a little young. You're younger than me. It's not a little. You're younger than me. Mm-hmm. So, but it kind of when I heard about Corey Haim and Corey Feldman, yeah, yeah, that hurt because you know. I can act as good as I want. I definitely grew up on the Corys. Yeah. The Corys. Did that hurt you more than Terry Crews? Mm, no. I mean, yeah, it did. Actually, it definitely hurt me more than Terry Crews. Why? Because hmm. they were little boys. But this is a grown man that it happened to that was afraid to speak up about it. Okay. No, the re- but I'm saying you say did it hurt more. Yeah. Like, if a little boy. They're, then naturally, they're more helpless. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I remember them as little boys and lost boys and other movies and yeah, that that hurts. They're they can't fight back a and, lot of times. And then it you know? scars you throughout your life because you you're can, not even developed at that. You can at tell that, that they were scarred. They were yeah. as adults. They were lost. Mm-hmm. 
Did he like spiral out of control? All both of them. Yeah, both of them. One's gone. Yeah, one of them is gone. Corey uh, Haim. Haim. Yeah. I mean, and, dude. Yeah, and who knows? Like, who do we blame for that? Probably the people who've been fucking that little boy for years. Now, Terry. Dude, all right, look. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Chris Stokes. Because everybody made a joke out of Raz B. And listen. All right, listen. All right. Raz B. That's real. I. Wow. Most of us knew. <laughs> like, it wasn't. It wasn't. Most of who? The people, people who know. Yeah, no, people who knew. Like, Chris Stokes was out. Was, you kind of knew he was playing around with them boys, man. Okay, so for it, me, so I did not from think. Way on the I East Coast. Exactly. Okay. All right. For I'm me, sorry. I was like, I'm "Wait, what?" I shouldn't say most, but a lot of us didn't know or felt like we knew that Chris Stokes was out, was over there, really taking advantage of that whole crew. Not just B2K, but immature. Um, he had he had a stronghold on them kids. I know um, Kelton, little drummer boy. Well, he was really good friends with uh, uh, with my best friend growing up, and he would come and hang out with us. He's like, man, I gotta go. It's almost time. Like, you're grown. What are you talking about? It's almost time. He's like, I gotta hurry up and get back. Like, we're like, yo, we're about to hit the show, bro. He's like, nah, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. They're like, all right, but, and then another time, let's go to Jack in the Box. I can't eat that. Like, he was so scared of that man. Um, and yeah, it's, it's sad. But I'm glad you did bring up Terry Crews because we definitely have to talk about that. And I was completely surprised. And, and just to, uh, sister in the back, I'm sorry, what's your name? Miranda. 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 Just to go off your statement, like it is important to bring that up because as we all know, black men are supposed to like be these hyper masculine beings who, you know, are able to one either shrug that shit off or like or beat somebody's ass. Right. Why he ain't beat his ass? Like you you basically black. Like why you ain't fuck him up? Right. And you, you it does get lost in the in the melee of talking about like um not to minimize what happened to you know those young white boys but it does end up being like oh but what about those poor little those right. white kids you know so like yeah i'm it's, glad that you brought that up i honestly think that he's a perfect example of the reason why a lot of women don't come out and come forth man because oh. he's a grown man that's about he could probably punch everybody in here at one time and be laid out <laughs> i'll no, no, no! I'm glad. No, I'm, I'm. I'm so glad you said that because he didn't. He didn't say who did it until he right. saw the support that all these mm-hmm. women were getting, and he's like, "Okay, I can do it now." We talk about that support system, that teammate coming with you, that brotherhood and sisterhood. He right. saw it. He was like, "You know what? I guess I can say something." And they probably told him like, "We here for you. You better talk." Right. Who is this? And it happened to be a dude that me and John see every fucking day. And I liked the guy. I liked the guy. Like, he was super cool. Would have never expected he that. He tipped well. Who was? <laughs> uh, Adam Bennett. Adam Bennett. Um, he is one of the top guys, top, top agents. I mean, this is, is William Morris and Devin. His client list. Pretty, yeah, pretty yeah, deep. Yeah. Pretty he's, deep. He's if you think of somebody in Hollywood that you, that you fuck with, yeah, they're probably his, he's probably their agent. Yeah, but, uh, and uh, he walked up to big ass Terry Crews and grabbed his dick. That, and that also just shows you like the level of invincibility of Terry Crews' wife was there. Like what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Like, you really think you could do whatever the fuck you want to do. Like, his wife is there. And for all the people who say, if that was me, I would have did it, you don't know. No, you Why don't. you don't know? Because your entire career could be at stake. You ain't never seen that much money in your life. Like, Terry, not, and I don't mean the money that Terry Crew. I mean the money that Adam Bennett, you ain't never seen the kind of, that kind of power mm-hmm. for the people who saying that. You don't know. Now, of course, I expect you to say, yo, what the fuck you doing? Push him off. But to say, like, oh, to beat the shit out of him. This is big-ass former football player Terry Crews. Right. Right. If he had beat up the optics. Right. Yeah. five, seven, in that moment, Bennett. that's probably what rushed through his mind is, like, mm. what would yo, this look like? Yes, and it's crazy because Adam, Adam, Adam Bennett just had an article in, what was it, Hollywood Reporter? Or I think it was Hollywood Reporter. It, um, it was an article with him and his wife and their new, their new home. Then, like, three weeks later, I was like, oh, shit. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, it's... So, he's not going to be... He's, he's not going to be the last one. There will be more. I think that it was the perfect way for the discussion to to be taken to another level because there are so many times when women are asked like why didn't you say something or why didn't you um do this or why didn't you do that and at the end of the day you don't know you don't know in that moment why you don't do something Mm -hmm. i'm okay so she said that you know we wonder why people don't speak up right away this is once again big ass grown ass muscular ass terry cruz who did not speak up right away. And you over here questioning why your sister ain't say something. Why your cousin ain't say something. Why your mama ain't say something. Because you might not have believed them. A lot of times people don't believe them. Or we, you ignore something so passive. Mm-hmm. He grabbed his, you know, his dick. Oh, it's or just horseplay. That's not horseplay. Ain't nobody just grabbed my dick. Well, <laughs> not ain't nobody. But ain't no dick. man ain't never just grabbed my dick. We dating. But a woman has. Yes, and at times I said no. <laughs> stop. <laughs> no, Lord. Listen, I, I don't care. No. I don't care what y'all think. I Look, I, I don't care what y'all think about me. Everybody, every woman that comes across Joe cannot just grab on his dick. That's not okay. See, that's that fucked up shit. If I was a woman, they wouldn't have did that. Yeah, I like you. Someone like if it made you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I, and that's I, what I'm has saying. Anyone done it to you and it made yes, you women so have listen yeah. for years. Quite a few women have made me feel uncomfortable by grabbing on my dick. Were they in positions of power? Nah. So mm. just pointing out the difference. I, hey, listen, if they had power, it's a subtle difference. Listen, let me tell you. No, no, no. And I'm not saying. Listen, I'm not. Hold on, I'm not even trying to say that I can relate to what women are going through. Not even close, because if a woman in power grabbed my dick, here you go, put it in your mouth. Because I'm going, hello, what? 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 <laughs> she, she's leaving, he's like, yeah, I ain't going to be, no, I wasn't in the room. Down. Man, what? I'm different. I understand. Look, I that's why I cannot relate. This is why listen, 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 y'all. This is the difference. I cannot relate to women. You don't want that. And if it happens to you, you're gonna say no. What the fuck are you doing? I'm not. I'm like, eh. This might take me somewhere. 
we different people. We have to support y'all. Look, I now if I say, hey man, this woman did this, I hope you support me. But let me tell you, I've asked many men, if that got you a new career, would you do it? Men are different. And, but we're the same ones. That sit, but we're the same. Hold on. But we're the same ones that sit there and call women hoes right. all day. Right. When we would hoe out. Right. Toxic masculinity. But what if it was a man that said, "I'm no. going to suck young man"? No. Okay. No. Good question. But see, that's the thing. Exactly. No. <laughs> I'm not. going to get you a new career. But yeah, I'm good. No, I, no, no, I don't. But I think, but do you see how, you see okay, how, okay, oh, question, no, 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 question, question. Do you see how uncomfortable you are? Would you? Hold on, wait, first. Do you see how uncomfortable Yeah, I'm very person? uncomfortable with that. Exactly. Because that man uh-huh. probably has a certain amount of power. It has nothing to do with power. Aside from the more fact that you're not attracted to men. But it has more to do with man than the power. Absolutely. It has more to do with him being a man. Than his power. So John, would it bother you? I don't care if he's a you on said, the same level as me. me. Mm-hmm. It's it's happened to me in different forms mm-hmm. over the years. Um, and where did it take you? It. Mm, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was just asking. Did you get that managerial position that you wanted? Uh, no. It wasn't never any. It was literally never anything like that. I've I've never. I'm an actor. Like I've never been in a, like an uh, office or corporate situation where like I needed to like elevate I, to the certain level. Would However. You? What I would. Would you suck a dick for a roll? Eh, depends. See? That's what I'm but, saying. Okay, but that's different. also the Men point. Are different. But that is the point. That is the point. We have the luxury of, of being different. Because we're exactly. not, we're not helpless. We are not that women are helpless. We are actually we are absolutely agreeing right now. Right, right. Because that's what I'm saying. We are different. Yes. Okay. Does your answer change like if a man wants to do something with you, you're eh, maybe. But what if a woman is proposition? Oh well, I'm gay, so I'm definitely gonna like lean towards a man anyway. No, no, he's saying if, no, no. She's saying if she's saying if a if a woman what if a woman did it? If a woman did it, it would it would honestly, and that's happened to me too. <laughs> but uh, I mean, he's again, had, he's had sex with women before. Again, I have the luxury of laughing it off because I'm not threatened. You know what I'm saying? The the patriarchy has taught me that I don't have to be afraid of a woman impeding on my free space or my autonomy of my body. So it it, it wouldn't I wouldn't feel like I'd be like ah chill out, you know? And it would just be that. Whereas opposed to if a woman's in that situation, I'm, as I'm sure some of the women in the room know, it's a lot different. Listen, but what and if it's that woman that's r- r- making or breaking that role you're getting, you know what I mean? It's not someone you can just brush off in that way. Um, me personally, honestly, like even though I'm joking, I do have like some dignity. So like, <laughs> I, I I would definitely be like, uh, it really it really depends on how. She said. Not not that. <laughs> it it depends. <laughs> It depends on how uncomfortable I feel in that situation. It depends on the level, because there are there are levels of harassment. You know what I'm saying? There's the subtle, subtly mentioned, I like that skirt you wearing, girl type of shit. And then there's like physical. If it gets to a physical, that's when I gotta be like, nah, my morals come first. Because I'm I'm a avid believer that like you you just can't win if you ain't right inside. Like so, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to compromise myself. And that's not to talk down to people who have compromised themselves because I understand the society that we live in and I understand that sometimes that's just the fucking way to get there, you know. But uh, I'm just here to point out the the imbalance, basically. And I do want to... Okay, this is exactly why we we wanted to do this because of the imbalance and 
we had a bunch of shit to talk about, but I want to hear some women speak on this because yes, we do not. You had something to say. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, me? No, I was just going to say harassment is harassment, basically. Mm-hmm. True, it is. You know I mean? It like, is. To me, it's like an issue of justice, right? A lot right. of times, even as men, like, we have situations that we actually um, sort of can understand, like victim blaming, right? A lot of women go through this, they go through victim blaming, mm-hmm. and they're asked to change their self, change their appearance, change how to modify their behavior. Shouldn't have been there. Shouldn't have dressed like especially that. Especially as black men, we actually know what that's like in, in a, at a smaller level in certain instances because we have to modify our behavior in certain spaces. Assimilation. Right? Like when Trayvon was killed, rest in peace, like we were asked, don't wear hoodies. Yeah. Like it's, it's another form of victim blaming. Yeah, um, fuck. I was about to say something, and I forgot. <laughs> You're going to move to other topics. No, 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 I had something to say about that, and I fucked up. About us assimilating? About identifying with the... Uh, about us trying to Like, yeah. I probably survive. shouldn't have been drinking it all that. God damn it, slow. I know, I fucked up. I fucked up. I you tried. I'm a little alcoholic when it comes to this shit. I got nervous. I was like, I need another sip. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but oh. So, yeah, like being uncomfortable, I thought about this. I was like, I was trying to think of, I had to look at the perspective of the woman. And, mm-hmm. yo, the fact that you may have to go to work and try to, like, go the long way around to avoid that one guy who's yeah. looking at you and saying certain things. You know, you may, like, every day you're stressed a little bit. Yeah. It's almost a form of bullying. Yeah. It, is. it is a form of bullying. Yeah. And... Because I, I thought about that and it was, because um, I haven't had, I haven't had that, but it, I've been uncomfortable in certain situations. I'm like, fuck, I do not want to see this person today. <laughs> like, I do not. And then when they come in, you like, you cringe and you're like, you may even sweat a little bit. You're like, fuck, here, here it comes. And you have to do that every day with m- probably multiple men. And yeah, that's why I want to hear what you guys have to say. I mean, I, over the weekend, I've talked to a few of my female friends and heard their stories, and I could not believe them. Oh man! So uh, it gets raw. Is, uh, so if anybody would like to start and come up here and speak on, share this space with us, and yeah, come on up here. Come on up. Oh, I'm gonna sit in my own. Oh, there's a bench here. No, I was just gonna say that. Sorry, sorry. So just real quick. Okay. Thank you. Shelly's leaving. Thank you so much. So basically, just like introduce yourself. Oh, hi, I'm Senas. I work with John and Joe, and um, yeah, I'm really happy to be here with all of you. I'm learning a lot, which is great. Um, I was just gonna bring up the point of things being very conditional, and you're talking about the workspace. And I feel like sometimes when I'm at work or even just in day to day, the way that you treat somebody when they've done something that make you that makes you feel uncomfortable basically affects how they treat you. So it's super conditional. It's mm-hmm. like if I let you touch me like this and like it's not a big deal, you're gonna be way nicer to me for the next twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. And it's fucked up. Like that's not okay. And so it kinda makes makes me feel like as a woman I've noticed since all this stuff has come out how much stuff I let go just mm-hmm. to have a better day. And I didn't even notice that I do yeah. that shit. Right. Like, I let so much shit go just to have a better day. Like, nobody needs my body for balance to get through the parking lot. Like, you don't need it like, yeah. to get, you know, get yeah. stuff like that. Happens. Did you feel all like you time. were like, like, and, and not to, of course, compare the two because it's just two different issues, but I know as black people, sometimes you, there are certain like, 
things that we do throughout the day to protect ourselves in the outside world that we don't think about until you realize like fuck i do do that i do code switch i do do this oh, to yeah. make sure i'm safer do you feel like it's like yeah, a, a day-to-day yeah. practice i have coping stuff that i do hmm. the way that i maneuver places the like how long i spend in a certain spot kind of a thing like i can be by myself and this is not like to be like whatever it, i'm helpless but there's a lot of times where i can't be by myself in like a store it's fucking stupid. Like, I'm just right. trying to buy something or whatever. And I can't, oh, and I can't, you know, be by myself. Um, but yeah, condition, just con- like when you said bullying earlier, I think it's like this trapped feeling you get because you feel like you're being treated based on how appeasing you are towards someone who's making you uncomfortable. Hmm. So the behavior is conditional. You're getting a conditional response from somebody. Like your worth is, yeah. is equated to Yeah, so if you're that. nicer about something that makes you uncomfortable or you say okay, even when it's not, then you're going to have an easier day or it's, you know, it's, you're going to be treated better or you're going to be listened to or, mm-hmm. you know, so that's that's what's frustrating, I think. It's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Hmm. We appreciate you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, seriously. Hello, AA meeting. Come on up, come on up. Come on up. Please, please. Hey. How long have you been out, Rob? Wait, what's your shirt say? Uh, Pineapple juice. Yes. Yoni eggs. Kegels. Kegels are important. Yes, they are. Kegels are important for men, too. It prevents prostate cancer, so why y'all playing? And it helps you get a better wood. That, too. It keeps stronger erections. Prostate cancer, you know, just trying to educate the masses. Nah, look, because I was on a site one time when I was like 19. <laughs> wait, wait, hey, what? wait, 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 listen though. So, this one time, I was, alright. <laughs> so this one time, I didn't understand what women could do with that thing. What thing? The vagina. And it was like a grip. I was like, what is that? It was like gripping are you, and moving. Are you ladies comfortable with this? Because because you're literally proving that point. Wait, wait, wait. Am I? Yes. Can I have a conversation? No. All right, cool. At a different time. space for that. See, it's like candles. It's like they did the candle on you. All right, go ahead. Hello, everyone. Let's go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. Right, I got to act up. Yeah. Um, I am Erlinda Denise Carter, um, and I uh, have known Joe too long almost, um, <laughs> and I feel like I know John at this point. I feel like hey. you're my best friend, kind of, sort of. Oh, she's Thank so you. supportive. She's amazing. Um, so yeah, I'm here representing the goddesses um, in the world, um, and I'm a mother of goddesses, and what I didn't realize until all this came out was like how much... I've been affected because I think it was mentioned before is that like I experienced all this stuff mm-hmm. growing up um, and it kind of just got pushed down and pushed down ignored it was little it was the comment of yeah y'all woman in that thing and this that and the other and it was like oh. <laughs> um, you know where I would laugh it off like I think John would do too is laugh it off I have a lot of masculine energy so I can kind of identify with the men a little bit um, but I didn't realize like wait that was Cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then so now just so everyone in the room, I'm sure you already are aware, um, but it is the year of the goddess. Like women are really stepping up. 
Um, we're finding our voice. We're speaking out. A lot of men are finding their goddess energy where they're realizing, like, wait, th- I do have a little bit of femininity. I'm not all masculine. I'm and it's not okay. This big, yeah. I'm not this big, tough, beating people. I'm like, I'm gentle, too. And, and it is okay. Um, so, yeah, there is a lot of... I feel like as a society, we're being reborn again, and we're kind of becoming aware and going to our roots and figuring out who we are, um, and it's really important. So, like I was saying, I so I love this post that you guys did earlier where you decide, this Mike, whoever, mm-hmm. says, fuck all this, it's a dangerous time to be a man bullshit. I kind of feel like it is a dangerous time for you guys mm-hmm. because you do have to be mindful of what you say. No, we should have been mindful. Since in, a, in, well, a, in a way that men weren't trained to be. Right, right, right. So this whole, like, okay, so I'm really huge on fuck this whole, oh, he's a boy, even with, like, little boys, how when little boys are rough and everybody's like, oh, he's just a boy, fuck that. Mm-hmm. He's a person, mm-hmm. and he has a rough energy. My some of my girls have rough energies. Like, okay, calm, calm it down a little bit, babe. It doesn't have to do with boy or girl. So yeah, you all and we weren't trained up. It's kind of like supporting black people and supporting ourselves and taking care of ourselves. We weren't trained up to go. Okay, this is not okay. You know, mm-hmm. you acting like this is not okay. You talking about a woman's body is not okay. We saw when, with Kendrick's song where it was like this big thing about women were like, well, why is he talking about my body? And, and Joe, I think, even said it in the podcast. was like, damn, I can't talk about your body? Like, what the fuck is the problem? So I just wanted to know from the men's perspective, just from a conversation my girl and I were having in the car earlier, um, should men be worried or should they be cautious? And do you feel like there's a difference between like worrying about what you say or being cautious about what you say? And then what are the men doing to uh, just be mindful of, of the things that they say? Also, I'd like to say that as a woman, I'm struggling with this because I see like Kaepernick's photos. In <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, like I am sexually harassing this beautiful body and it's like oh shit like you know but it was it's i'm struggling with that as well and just want to know from the man's perspective are you guys like extra cautious about it now um no i'm not extra cautious because i'm not going to disrespect anyone like if i speak on someone's body i ain't gonna speak on it to them I'm like, yo, cheese, you see that? That's nice. But I'm not going to disrespect her by saying it to her like, yo, you got a big old ass. I'm not going to like over-sexualize her to her. But like, isn't that that locker room talk? Absolutely. Listen, it ha- uh, I'm not, I hear you. But if I think she's beautiful, I'm just giving y'all a joke. I'm like, yo, cheese, she's hot. I, th- I think there is like a, there is a fine line that we're trying to. Okay, right, it's okay to think right, right. I think that there's that line that we're starting to walk now. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Say that one more time. Yeah. I said I think it's okay to think people are attractive. Like Cap's attractive. He's putting himself out there also, so it's not like he's hiding in the corner, not trying to show his body. Mm-hmm. But I think it's when it's to the level of being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. Because some people do live a life where they are living their life because of their bodies, and that's what they're there for. So you're yeah. objectifying yourself already. It's hard when other people are also doing it. So there's a limit on if that's what you're doing in your personal life always or is like I'm just wearing this outfit today. Okay, I have a question. When am I wrong? Like when do I when am I wrong with what I'm 
saying like if I'm like yo she's, she's if you're hot I, she's sexy well, she got a little bit of an answer but I'm saying if I'm not saying it to her if I'm not saying it to her well, if, if, you're, if, you're if you're, a as long as you're not objectifying her like a thing that you can use or you can have mm-hmm. and you can take like, license of Because that feeds into that culture. Because, like, she's hot, right. she's sexy, it's cool, but then, like, want to grab her pussy is a whole different thing. No, 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 okay, 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 see, that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. Well, Joe, 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 said, Joe has not gone even close on. to that. So, you said I'll count later on. No, okay, count later on is just another word for I'm going to have sex with her. She's going to have sex with me. Sex happens. I don't feel like it's wrong. It's not. It's not. It's not. I don't think it is. Wait, and pound it. Wait, what was Pound that? is sex. No, no, no. Right, but what was the... What is okay to say? Yeah. Okay, look. Now, I'm not going to go up to her like, man, we're going to pound that out. That's a lot. Right, so yeah. That's way too much. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm just... <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on. Let me take... Elena. Okay. So, And this is, and this is why I say I'm not. This is why I say I'm not cautious. This is why I say I'm not cautious because I would never talk to a woman I don't know or some random person. I'm never. I'm never gonna say that. Now, huh? Yeah, that's what. I, that's why I said. She said, "Are you cautious?" No, because I never would have done that beforehand. I'm never. That's not who I am. I'm not. I'm never going up to. Who look at all that ass you got? That ain't me. That's not me. Now there are men who are that because I've seen it my whole fucking life. But so are you speaking up to those men when you or would you? you know, that I part, man. That I'm part. glad you said that. No, I have because we need to be better allies I, to our you, women. I that's, have not. That's have that. Not. So I feel like that's a part of the. That's the flip side. That's the other part of the problem is that okay, you're not worried. You're a good guy. You got your cape on. But when you see when you see other men doing it, you know, are you? No, you no, you are absolutely right, and I I do, and others do need to speak up because we don't think it's right. We we know those women are being disrespected. It's just so, like when we want our white friends to speak up when when they're in a space that we're not around and like they homeboy saying nigger or like saying some crazy shit. Please be that person to be like nah, like cut that shit out because when you don't do that, and granted, we're not all saints. Sometimes you just don't feel like it. But, like, for the most part, like, if we're all trying to really progress as a society, like, just cut that shit out. Or, like, don't hang out. And brothers, brothers, know your environment. Because, yeah, you want to step in and say, hey, brother, don't be talking like that to that woman. Don't get your ass with the kill. I done helped a few of my friends at Howard uh, avoid some dick rapey shit. I was like, I don't think she wants that. Let's go. Don't go over there and get fucked up by Tyrone and them because you're over there stepping in while they try. Just make sure she's safe. You know, maybe even walk up to her. No, no, no. Listen, li- listen. Knock There's, on the door. Listen, listen. Is she consenting? Listen. Listen. There, hold on, hold on. There's a way. There's a way to go about everything. If you do see that that woman is being harassed, or they may even go further with that, walk up to her, act like you're a damn cousin. Yeah. And just get her, get her somewhere safely because you can see it for yourself. Like, I've definitely done that. 
I have seen that and I've done that. So there's a way to do it, but um, yeah, be smart. Don't get shot and shit. All right. All right. Thank you guys. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much. Y'all over here learning and shit, man. You know. I mean, but, this is I mean, look, 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 y'all think I'm horrible because I say certain stuff, but no, I'm gonna listen. It's I am that it's listen, all out though. Absolutely, because I I'm that guy, but I'm not. I'm a guy. I'm a real guy. I'm gonna <laughs> talk about fucking getting girls, all that shit. That's who I am. That's my point, though. It doesn't have to I be know. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But you there is hold on, please. I'm just saying I have to speak for them because there are men who are just like me who are trying to learn and get better and improve. Like you can't, you have to talk to them in this way. You can't say no, brother. That's the wrong. No, you have to talk in their language. I am that guy. I'm you. Like whoever's out there listening, watching, I am you. I sat there looking and staring at asses. And so you have to know when you're wrong. You have to know when it's disrespect. You have to talk about these things. We can't act like it's not happening. We can't act like they ain't, they ain't there. I think, though, you have, to do be, you have to be careful of... Like, I get that completely. But I also feel like it's not the responsibility of these women to, like help these childish-ass men realize that what they're doing is fucked up. Because they no, wouldn't do it. They absolutely wouldn't, not. Hold on, it's because, my responsibility. Wait, wait, wait. wait because, it's my responsibility. Right, clearly. That's what I'm, play, that's clearly. What I'm saying right now. This is, I'm putting it out as a general message. Because at the same time, like all of these dudes who have these excuses like, oh, it's like a witch hunt. It's, it's a bad time to be a man. I can't even say anything anymore. Fuck that. Because you wouldn't want nobody saying that to your daughter. And you wouldn't want nobody saying that to your mama. Like, point absolutely. blank, period. Absolutely. So if you don't want them saying it to them... Don't do it. Like, Absolutely. that should be your guide right fucking there. Absolutely. It's easy. But there is a, what I say is there is a way to do it because you can't just tell somebody to stop. They're not, not going to stop like that. Yeah. It's like talking to cats in the hood. Like, when I, had, when I was teaching, I had students, I could not talk to them like, that's wrong. You shouldn't gangbang. You shouldn't kill your fellow man. And that bro, that's your brother. No. Okay, how would you come at a young man? Say you came across a young man who... Because you know, older motherfuckers, they a little harder to change. You come across a young brother who, in that situation, is saying something disrespectful to a young lady. How do you speak to them in that language that you that you speak of? You have to break it completely down. Yeah. Like, you talked about how that could be your sister, your mm-hmm. mother. But you have to, like, yo, where, do you, where are you going to go with that? What did you just say there? <laughs> do you really think that's going to get you somewhere? Yeah. And if it gets you somewhere, is that the kind of woman you want? Where you can talk to her like that and then get... Sex out of her? Is that where you, how far do you tell you yet? <laughs> You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised, man, because I taught in Compton and on the east side and South Central. These little sucking for love ass dudes. All of, <laughs> look, all my little brothers, man, I call them my little brothers, they all loved, loved their girlfriends. Love their baby mom because they all got kids now. <laughs> but they are, and I used to try, and I'm the one who was trying to get them to like, yo, man, stop all that suck for love shit, man. You need to get out here. Like, there's more women out here. Don't get stuck in this one place, man. They were not even hearing me. They would be the ones coming at me like, yo, Mr. G, when you getting married, man? <laughs> so yeah, you we can't just we can't just assume that this is their thinking because shit, a lot of these dudes come from these from these uh, households where there was no love and they finally see a little sunshine out of a girl and they want that. Mm-hmm. So you got to tell them like how to come at it. Like, yo, this is, 
what are you going to get out of going at her that way? So, right. But, Jefferson? Oh, oh. Sorry. You go, go, go first. Yeah, and then you want to come up? Yeah. <laughs> come on. I'd love to. Um. Hi, um, my name is Jefferson Reed. And um, in listening to, to the discussion about um, whose responsibility is it to kind of coddle these childish ass men, the more um, I spend time growing up, I'm 26 years old, and I grew up around five women of all different ages, all of them of color. So I was able to directly identify and, 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 and see, if not, ex I didn't get to experience it, of course, but I got to see what they went through. And I think that um, one of the tools that I gained from that experience that is immensely difficult to pass on to most people around us is, is empathy. And everyone feels sympathy. Sympathy is, is, is kind of a universal thing, but to put yourself in another's shoes is nearly impossible. It took, it took me turning 23 years old and, and really gaining emotional maturity to see actually see it sit back and look at, at the, the the struggles that the females around me experience and relate them directly to myself for me to be able to to wake up and say holy shit we got a problem and that's 22 years gone so that's 22 years i, I never got a chance to to get things right and i, I grew up around women i i think that um while it is not most most people's responsibility to coddle anyone else i think that to whom much is given much is tested hmm. so stronger people have to raise up and be leaders mm -hmm. they have to teach others how to empathize mm -hmm. the same way joe was saying you know that you have to you know take everybody's ear differently while we are in pain, we are all like in a lot of pain we, we we get to see now with our own eyes what women go through mm -hmm. it's still tough it's still tough for a man to, to, to look and say, I get it, because we don't have a, an equivalent experience for the most part. And the conversation has to happen more. Like, you grew up with five women, mm -hmm. but how many times did those women come in home and then say, this is what I experienced, mm -hmm. this is what we can learn from it, this is what I want you to take as my brother mm -hmm. from it when you deal with other women? Because, like, we have to also, as parents, right, the young people, we have standards for our girls and boys and all that stuff, so we allow some of... Some people allow the boys to get away with doing certain things different. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a son, he's 16, yeah. and he's playing, like, the number game at Magic Mountain and rating women on their race, on their Jeez. looks, you know? And it's, like, it's only more intricate now. And it's, like, mm -hmm. I want to teach him that, you know, it's not cool, but at the same time, like you said, it's part of growing up, it's part of socializing with your peers. But yeah. at what level do you teach them that that's not okay because mm -hmm. then you're going to grow up with treating women this categorical way of putting them in these boxes for your pleasure or whatever. That's a good point that you bring up because I I've thought about the parents and the aunts and the grandparents and first thing they ask, how many girlfriends you got? <laughs> you know, it's not the same conversation with the women. Nobody's saying how many boyfriends you got to your daughter. Nah. And then oh my God. Girl, <laughs> conversation in general yeah. because we don't talk so it just comes back to communities talking families talking a lot of people say I could share too much but it's like but we're not sharing enough maybe I have to learn where that level is but communication communication sharing just gives you that empathy 
right, that people are lacking because every story puts you in someone else's shoes. Yeah. Communication and understanding. Man, I want to talk about what happened to me in New Orleans. Um, my aunt, she's, she's my cousin, but she's like an aunt to me. She was talking about how she, um, when she was growing up, her, her aunt's, her aunt or cousin's husband tried to take advantage of her. He'd also tried to take advantage of others in the family or did take advantage of others. Like, I know this man. I've been seeing him my whole life and had no idea. I liked the guy. I thought he was cool. And then I heard this. I'm like, fuck, you just ruined my whole... He ruined it. He's horrible. I found out he's... Yeah, he's that guy. So she told me this. And she got support from her, from her family because it had happened to others. Now, I brought up Bill Cosby to her. And she said, those women coming 20 years later, 30 years later, that's some crap. And I was like, but they want money. Hold on, hold on. But I said, you just talked about this man that tried to take advantage of you. If your family members hadn't gone through the same thing, they wouldn't have had your back. You would have been there all alone, crying. They wouldn't have believed you. And now you're going to sit here and claim that. These women are frauds. You would have been a fraud too. But there's a lot of that, especially in the older generation. And I hope stuff like this can break that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hopeful. It's a start. Yeah. It's 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 really it's really interesting to me because like just like you said, on on the topic of like believability, and thank you, Jefferson, for your for your piece. But uh on the topic of believability, like it's so often that, I mean, that's not just older people. That's like, again, the culture of our society is to doubt women. You immediately doubt women. Like, is she lying? Can I believe her? Is she, and I'm just like, I would much rather be caught up falling for somebody's lie about being sexually assaulted as opposed to like not believing them and then you find out. But let's be honest, a lot of young men in jail for women that have falsely Okay, and that and that is a that is a good point. Now on the topic of well, mostly black men. Mm-hmm. On the topic of black men and like white women for instance and that whole thing where it's like, you know, uh you touched me after they are the ones who probably like brought that black man into their home and whatever. Like, that's one instance, but I feel like because of that, everybody puts sexual assault under that same umbrella. And it's so unfair. It's not at all a majority. It's not at all a majority. In fact, if you look at numbers, if you do any reading or research or even talk to the people in your life, you'll see it's the complete opposite. Like, it's way more of, yeah, that actually happened as opposed to she lied. Like, and I feel like the people who are bringing it up are reminding us of the of the lie. Like, well, you remember when it's like mm-hmm. until like mm-hmm. you go back to that. But it's like they use it to you know how they use the term you're trying to make us forget. You'll it's like they're trying to make us forget. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like. But you, do we know because you remember when it's like right, mm, right. <sighs> and the, and the truth is, and and to speak to like people saying, oh, where are they coming from now? All of a sudden. When you're sexually assaulted or when something has happened to you in that realm, like, you can repress the fuck out of that. And you might just genuinely forget. Like, you really might forget until somebody else steps up and then you're like, whoa, this just all came rushing back. Like, so it's like, to to do that and to put those people down, I'm just like, ah, oh, bruh. Like, come on. 
But there's work to be done. To the, I'm sorry. No, yeah, go ahead. If we go back to the earlier conversation about like where do we go as far as um, communicating and talking to these young men and mm -hmm. how they should act, and even even to our young girls. Um, I have a 16-year-old daughter. The, the hardest part about raising her is I want her to come home safe every day, mm. right? But at the same time, I don't ever want her to feel weak in a situation. Yeah. But the main thing that I have to say to her is you Real need... quick, I actually want you to talk, say yeah, that. Yeah, come, come on up here. That's, in, that's too important Please. for these people not to hear. It's like we in church. Come, come on up, sister. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're done, we're going straight to you. Yes. Hello, this is Katie. No, I'm just fine. <laughs> this is <an> NPR introduction. <laughs> this is this is one of my good friends, Miranda, who we're gonna have on another show and really like get a good interview out of her. I'm in for that. All right. So um, I was saying. Um, as far as the communication and what we're teaching our young people as um, when it comes to sexual harassment, sexual assault, um, I have a 16-year-old daughter, so one of the things that I get to <laughs> learn through experiencing raising her is making sure that she makes it home. And it's those conversations that I have with her that say, you know, if you feel uncomfortable in any situation, you leave. I don't care if you have to be rude to somebody. I don't care if somebody tells you tomorrow they're not your friend. I don't give a shit if you got to get up, use all of the money I have in my checking account to Uber yourself home from wherever you're at. Just get out of there and come home. But I also have boys in the house and they're learning how to be players of sorts because they're cute and they're coming into their own and they're confident and girls are after them and they're chasing them and they're doing the same things and all of those, you know, all of those things. But what I found the most as far as teaching them is my own reactions to situations. It is completely my reaction to situations when they're with me and it's how they're learning. It's a guy telling me, oh, man, your hair, you know, smells really good because he's standing close to me. And I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? So scary. And they're standing there next to me because I have to tell, show my boys, mm -hmm. don't you ever do that. Right. Yeah. And I have to show Kylie, who's my daughter, should probably kill me for saying her name. I have to show her, you stand up for yourself. You have to because if somebody sees you as weak, they're going to take advantage of it. I worked in HR for 12 years and the saddest experiences that I had in all of my 12 years were the women who were so afraid to speak up for themselves in, in the most innocent in their mind situations it was the guy who came over and you know you know you see the videos sexual harassment videos he's rubbing your shoulders that shit happens every day mm -hmm. and so they're like oh Rand, I just wanted him to go away so I didn't say anything and I'm like now he's gonna come back and do it every day and now you're in my office talking about it. And it is the guy who's, you know, comes in and tells you like, damn, you working out? No, don't say that. You know, it, it is a constant, it is a constant thought process for a woman in how to deal with men every single day. The unfortunate part is we don't speak up enough to the men that are around us for them to learn. 
I could have easily brushed off that shampoo guy like, huh, thank you because my kids are here and I don't want to, you know, cuss you out in front of them because, but then Kylie might have, you know, some boy would have said, oh, I like your mm-hmm. bath and body oh, work certainly. smells. And she would have came home. She's, you know, covering up and, you know, she's got boobs now and all of those things. And you're sitting there like, no, if you're uncomfortable, then speak up. It doesn't have to be in a mean way. I can easily say, Joe, stop talking about your dick today. I don't want to hear that. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's she has. that's my friend. And I don't know John and I don't know you. I'm sorry. I don't know your name and I don't know you back there or any of those things. But I can easily say that to you because I have to protect myself. I have to. And I have to show the women around me because we're all sisters in this. I have to show them as well that, you know, hey, don't do that shit. And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, motherfucker, I told you don't do it either. <laughs> No, nah, um, Have you heard our podcast? <laughs> no, no, that's important. Like, you, other women really need to hear that. They do. And that is the reason why this thing feels like a witch hunt. But, but, and I've commented on your stuff and other people's stuff that were, were around. I have said a number of times when you have support, you are willing to to speak up and speak from your heart and speak from that guttural visceral reaction that you wanted to have in that moment that you weren't allowed to have because as she said before you just want to get away from it you just want you them to leave you alone you don't want that guy that was in high school that used to hug you too long or you know the guy that you told you like oh man you went to you went over the summer and you came back with boobs. Fuck you. You went over the summer and didn't get no taller. You know what I mean? Like, you want to say things, but you don't because you're also in high school. You're mm-hmm. also, like, in the business. I worked in the business. And the things that I saw women put themselves through for being in that business was amazing to me. And so I just think that it comes down to honestly showing your who you are in those situations it's like um i overheard your conversation in the back when you said i'm not just gonna walk up to no dude and be like you know whatever whatever because he might fight you but at the same time you could walk up to her and let her know you see her so she feels powerful Mm -hmm. she feels like okay somebody's not just gonna be able to take me down in here and it's like saying you feel uncomfortable in the store there's been times where I get on the elevator and there's three other dudes on the elevator. I look like a motherfucking ninja. Like, nigga, we're about to all go down. These men ain't done nothing but stare at the door. And I'm one of those people, I will get on and stare. I'll stare straight into the back because I've been in those situations. I've been the girl that's gone to a concert when I was in high school with friends and we went back to somebody's room and immediately it was like, okay, I need to get out of here because this doesn't feel right. But, but I was so afraid that I wasn't going to do, you know, do what they wanted to hear, or my friends wanted to hear. But then I was like, man, fuck this. But everybody doesn't have that. And so you got to be that person for the people that you're with. The other thing I teach my daughter, you don't leave anybody behind. And if somebody's saying something to one of your friends, then you say something back. My yes. daughter's got a loud-ass voice like me. I'm like, you open up your mouth and you speak. I guarantee you that boy's going to turn away. He may say you're a bitch. He can post on Snapchat. He can do whatever the hell he wants to do. But at the end of the day, somebody's going to know you're their friend. You're never going to leave them behind. And you are going to be a strong woman when you grow up. And I pray. I pray for all of our daughters. I pray for all of these girls that are going through it. I've had my own Me Too experiences. And that's not something 
that I can ever say is not going to didn't change me. It didn't necessarily either change me for the better either, because like Erlinda says, I have a lot of masculine energy and I can connect with my guy friends on a different level. But I can also say to them, hey, stop doing that shit. She doesn't like it. She's never said that to me because I don't no, do I that. Don't. I don't. But <laughs> I have had to say that to some of my guy <laughs> no, I mean, I really, look, about you. I'll be talking I, I, shit, I, I, but uh, I don't do that. Come on. No, I've had to say that to some of my guy friends. And the, and the, the, the funniest thing in those situations is they go like deer in headlights. Yeah, and then yeah. they realize like, oh, shit. And no, Miranda, I'm not just going to say anything just to be saying anything because we all joke. We all laugh till inappropriate jokes. But... If you're not going to be accountable and allow somebody to see you have if you see your reaction to it, then they're just going to stand and be quiet, too, if they're not that person. Mm -hmm. They are not. And so you may have to speak up for another girl. Can I, I just oh. want to ask a question real quick. Mm -hmm. I'm just interested in this. I, you want me to say it on the mic? Or? Yeah, you can. Okay. Cool. So, right I mean, I'm curious. I'm watching your reactions. And this is just, I'm super interested in this. Um, do you think it needs such a, like a visceral reaction? I don't know. No, I've never been through anything like that. So it doesn't I, I, because I'm just more along the lines of like positive energy, and I feel like you could just talk to people and get your point across. You don't need to really come at someone like that. I could be wrong. These dudes could be predators and coming no. at women really crazy. Do you think it needs to take a hey, what the fuck are you doing? Or hey, this is sometimes. Shenan it's probably sometimes the level. It I don't does. know. Sometimes I'm it super does. Curious. And and for for me, you don't. This man and the the reason why that reaction was so visceral was because this man didn't know me and I'm with my kids. Mm -hmm. I don't need you telling me my, sh I'm sorry, I don't need you telling me my shampoo smells good. Why are you standing that close to me? You're not my man, go away. <laughs> but the other thing is sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's like, dude, no. And they're like, what? No, don't, just don't say it anymore. And I'm, I'm a very positive person. I'm smiling, laughing all the time, but if you take me there, it's going to be completely different. And I honestly think that you, if you're open to it and the guy looks like, okay, shit, I might have said something wrong. Like if you say something like, no, you know, like, don't, please don't speak to me that way. You can say that. Mm -hmm. You can say like, I didn't like that. And if he comes back at you or he doesn't understand it or like, oh, you tripping. Oh, you sensitive. Oh, you must be on that me too shit. Oh, then you're going to get, you're going to catch hell. Or you might even say, man, bitch, shut up. And then we're going to be like, I'm going to be like, that's why I'm going to get my homeboy Joe to fuck you up. Hey, hey. You know I'm going to you know come with that blammer. We ready. Let's go. I'm sorry. Can, can we just, I just want to hear from you. Yes. Please. We've been waiting. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, though. Seriously, that you're was. Welcome. Golden. Golden. That's why. That's why I told your ass earlier. You better come. <laughs> do you need me to come? Yes. And what are you doing walking on my couch like? Shut <laughs> Hey. So, um, my name is Michelle. Hey, um, Michelle. Hey. A, a supporter of the of the podcast for for real. Yes, I love the podcast. Um, I fuss at you guys when you don't hear me, but I fuss at you guys all the time on the podcast. Anywho. Um, so, um, I was going to talk about being a woman in ministry in the black church because mm -hmm. I was in ministry for 17 years, but we started talking about something else and it made me, oh, I think you were saying that, um, people repress having been mm -hmm. assaulted. So, um, that led me to another topic. So when I was three years old, I was sexually violated, not 
um, like messed around with. That's how they like to say mm-hmm. it in, in the black community. Um, I was actually sexually assaulted. Um, I was three. You never forget. Mm. You you don't forget. It's always there somewhere mm-hmm. on on some level hidden back. Right. Um, for many years, I would just have nightmares. A couple few times every week, just nightmares. No nightmares of any topic in particular, just fear of everything, just fear all the time. Right. Um, and I thought, you know, I pretty much got through that. Um, and then when I was 33, I had a daughter. Now, I was very protective of my sons because of what had happened to me, but when I had my daughter, I felt like I kind of went a little bit crazy with being protective. Everyone was suspect to me because I was so afraid that what happened to me would happen to my daughter. And you know, that expression, self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was aware of that, but I wanted to make sure that I wasn't the person causing that to happen with my daughter. So my sons always knew, they knew from about seven or eight that I had been violated. I didn't want it to be a hush-hush secret because that's how it was in the neighborhood. No one talked about that. You didn't talk about that. That's, that was, that's private. That's family business. You don't talk about that. So I wanted my sons to know this is a thing that happens. And if anyone ever does anything to you, I will kill them. Yes. You need to know they can't hurt me. By the time I had my children, I'd already been a soldier in the U.S. Army. So. I knew how to protect my children. So when I had a daughter, something else happened. I was another person entirely. I was very terrified for what would happen to my daughter. So I'm grateful that my husband and I worked to make sure that our sons knew how to value a woman. They watched the way that he interacted with me. They watched the way that I interacted with him because I'm very feminine, but I have quite a bit of masculine energy, and you know, you're not just going to do me any kind of way. And maybe part of that is because of what happened to me when I was younger. Um, but nevertheless, they understood the balance, the yin and the yang, you know, that we, we play and we have a good time, but you know, when it's serious time, there's not going to be any disrespect in that way, and I won't be objectified. Um, so now we have a 12-year-old daughter that we're trying to teach to have autonomy and to, to have control of her own body and to still be free to be herself. I don't want her to be sexually repressed when she comes of age. I, I don't want it to be a taboo anything. There is no taboo subject with them. So we talk about sex and we talk about how if someone is not interested, they're not interested. Women are not yours. My sons have heard me say that so many times. A woman doesn't have to give you her time. She's not yours. She's hers. Um, Because I I also know what that feels like. Walking somewhere, minding my business, going about my day, and to be called bitch because I don't have time for you. Mm -hmm. I didn't come here for you. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that we teach our sons um, my sons have the same rules as my daughter. You date when you're 16. Um, I'm going to pick them apart. If they can handle it, great. They can stay on the island. If they can't, they're voted off. Um, well, let's be honest, that social media and the way they interact now makes it a lot more difficult. Right. Because my son will meet a girl on Snapchat only. He will ne- that girl will never have to go through me unless he gets right. to Right, but here's the level. thing. You're not going to be anywhere where I don't know where you are. 
Well, that's very true. I am in your face. There's a lot of interactions that they're not learning that we had to learn. Right. Like and that's, the house and that's true. Right. We've so talked about sexting since, yeah. oh gosh, um, Malik's now 25. I, I don't even know how long we've, mm-hmm. what, when, when that first became a thing, we talk about that. If some topic comes up around sex, I freely talk about it with them. There is no taboo subject about sex. And I think that if we make it taboo, we never get to the, we we never solve the issues because. I think that goes back to Joe, what you were saying earlier, like what's the level of like you're cute or you're sexy, like, because the next level is sex is so taboo. In America, we don't right. really, we're more capable of talking about violence right. and all this and sex and right. sexual interactions that those kind of comments are okay, but... And this is what I say to my son. Would you want yeah. Would you want a guy to roll up on me and talk to me like that? How about your sister? How about your god sister? Your grandmother? Right. Would, would that be cool? Shouldn't even take that. Now, now, but it does. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes for them to realize that that's a person. Yeah. And... That person is somebody's daughter, somebody's mother, somebody's sister. So handle her the same way that you want your mother, your sister, and eventually your daughter. And to exactly don't feel that way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Think the flirting is awesome and great and run through men, and then they don't get that guidance. So. Mm. You teach these particular boys but that see, hopefully rub off to other boys and their friends. That I also have, uh, I mean, I, I have a unique perspective, I think maybe slightly unique. I was in ministry for 17 years, um, which made me a minority because it's mostly men. Uh, you know, I was in the black church and it was mostly men. Um, and lots of times, even ministers would feel like they could have the liberty to say certain things. I'm not sexually repressed. My kundalini chakra is... So I own my sexuality, but that doesn't mean you get to have any say in what I do with it. It's mine. I'm mine. This is mine. You don't get to say, right? So I feel like um, that whole, well, she she does this and she talks to all. So she's hers. That doesn't give you the right to do anything. Mm-hmm. And while we're at it, you talk about, well, what were you wearing when someone is sexually mm-hmm. assaulted? Women who wear burqa in um, Islamic states get raped. Mm-hmm. So there goes that argument, right? So the point is you never forget. Yeah. But it's important. I never got therapy, which I think I might be a miracle. So whatever. Um, it's important to recognize that these are the demons that you, you struggle with and the, the microaggressions that we deal with with men on a daily basis that men aren't even aware of. They don't have to be aware of them. But we know, you know, you can see the women nodding. You know, you know. There's the subtle things and then the, sometimes the really overt things that we have to deal with. The important thing is to be aware of them, to talk about them. And it's, it's good to have male-female um, platonic relationships where you can actually feel safe and feel comfortable yeah. having those conversations and not feeling judged mm-hmm. for asking the question because I mean if you don't ask the question how are you going to know right like um, because as you said you it's easy to sympathize sympathize but empathy is a hard thing to come by but if you make a connection with someone and you have a deeply connected relationship with them 
you can empathize with them because you care about them. Your energies have intertwined, whether you've, you've been intimate physically or not, your energies have intertwined. And so you feel each other. You can empathize and then you become an agent of change. You can hold your brothers accountable. When they're doing, I almost dropped the F-bombs, one of my favorite words. When they're doing dumb stuff, it's like they're doing fuck shit, you know, you can, you can say, hey, bruh, nah, this, mm -hmm. this ain't cool. Because you're considering that's somebody's daughter, that's somebody's mother, that's somebody's sister. You can't just be any old kind of way. And I'm cool with the patriarchy being, because we've been doing this for the longest time and look where it's gotten us. And what's the definition of insanity? You just keep doing the same thing. Repeating the same. Clearly we need a shift. And I'm glad it's a one year numerologically. So the shift is happening. All of these people are being exposed. And as far as I'm concerned, it's a great thing. I was kind of mm -hmm. sad about Louis C.K. I mean. Right. He let me down, it, but whatever. Get your shit together, Lewis. Yeah. Get your man, shit look, together. Man, our daddies didn't let us down. True. Uh, like for real. True. True. It's, that's what I was saying earlier about with, with with what we're going through today is a tribal issue, and every single one of us has the responsibility as cognizant human beings to spread that to the next person, no matter how hard it is to talk to someone who is a problem in society, talking about them ain't gonna change them. Talking to them might. Yeah. No, I, I'm glad, yeah, you said, and this whole time I'm sitting here listening, I'm just listening, I'm like, I have to speak up when I see it. Yeah. And I don't see it much. How, like, yeah, I, I don't see it much. How often do people I, do I don't, stuff well, like that? Well, for one, I'm just saying, I don't man. see it much because my friends don't do that. Wait, like, I don't, wait, I don't wait, hang around. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm, to that point, I'm curious, what are those microaggressions? Because I could be walking around. Yeah. It's little, it's little things like. It's like, um, it's little things like, oh, this it just made me feel a gross feeling. Like looking somebody up and down, like, <sighs> like the way that you look at a steak if you eat meat. Do you eat meat? Me neither. Um, <laughs> the way that you look at like a Beyond Beef, a Beyond Meat Burger, <laughs> Beyond Meat Burger, when you're like, oh, yeah, we're not Beyond Burgers. Yeah, it's we're, not even we're people say it's not even she don't grow up and be fine like right. mama. Yeah, yeah but things oh like God. that. Things like that. That right there will get you punched in the fucking yeah. face. That is sick. That is sick. The, the men who say stuff like they see a little girl, no. oh. You're going to grow up to be fine. You're sick. Shut yeah. Or that's, I'm going to marry her when she turns 18. That's a You're pedophile. Nasty. That's a pedophile. The, definitely. And what? here's the thing. Here's the thing that I learned when I was in ministry because I felt like everybody just kind of let shit slide. Um, call it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I got the reputation of, oh, she just, oh, there she go. There she go. <laughs> yep. yep. There she go. Yep, there she go. Call that shit out. No, like, I, I had a minister say to me, a, a woman sitting in the choir stand, she didn't put a lap cloth over her, and she had this short skirt on. He's used to telling that story. And my question was, why were you standing so hard? Well, I mean, why weren't you focused on the message? That was hard. So I'm the trouble. I, I'm the troublemaker because I said, why are you looking at her? Because... You weren't there to look at her, were you? Or were you? Because, you know. But then there I go. This It's me. Mm -hmm. Me, the troublemaker. Right. So, yeah, you call that shit out. Shout out to call the trailblazers out. out here. Yeah. I'll, I mean, yeah, I'll be Huckleberry. 
It's, yeah. it's necessary because you know, as we see, everybody isn't that you know brave. Right. It's it's a, it's another thing as well that um, men have this thing of they they have a high emotional intelligence and like to act like they don't. Men know who to do that shit around. Yeah. Nobody. Answer. Nobody ever disrespects women in my presence if they know me well enough. They just don't do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like a terribly tough guy, but I served my time in the army. I've done a lot of things where I'm from. That, that keeps me very well aware of what I'm capable of right. and push to that limit. So I do know that certain people just don't do certain shit around me. And it bothers me because I want them to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I would like the expose chance yourself. to <laughs> Please expose I yourself. Please expose yourself. I never get the chance. And it's unfortunate because I know this shit happens every single day. All the day. time. Yeah. Every day. The, All and the it's, time. And the sad part is, unfortunately, it tends to be, uh, there's a statistic I learned that the, the perpetrator tends to be the same small group of people. Okay. So it's about 30% of males cons- uh, um, committing like upwards of 90 to 80% of any of these, these, these situations. And the rest of us, while we might not directly contribute, we are complicit. It's just like, it's the same, it's the other side of the racism coin. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, mm-hmm. we moved here from Arkansas and I had white friends, I know that sounds so funny. I have, <laughs> some of my best friends are white. Um, and that was the thing that I would say. Yeah, you're not racist, but what do you do about your granny that you think is just so sweet, but she constantly, yeah, right, she says stupid shit, or, or your favorite uncle, or your best friend, or your parents. Okay, so you're not racist, but are you cool with it? You, you okay with it? It's the same thing. So you're not misogynistic, but what do you say to your friends or the people that you encounter that are? And... It, the, the time is right to be able to be brave enough to speak up, to stand yeah. up for someone who may not have, may not feel strong enough, brave enough, have the courage, or, you know, they feel outnumbered. Absolutely. A lot of people come forward when they feel like, oh, then it's, it's not just me. Mm-hmm. I was 40 before I found out that most of the girls, 80% of the girls oh. that I knew growing up had been sexually violated. 80%. Jesus. You know, I just read, there's an article with Louis C.K. denoted when, like, the law started changing, and we're talking a lot about, like, relationships of people you don't know or maybe know a little bit, but, like, they said it was just the 90s that it passed the law for, like, spousal rape. Yeah. So right. we're talking about all this, but like husband and wives are raping each other, and it wasn't even right. against the law until the night. I couldn't believe what I was reading. Because right. technically, in a lot of marriages, you like own your wife. In this right. instance, you are mine, so to say, right? right? So I could do According to religion, like, it's still a problem. Right. But it's rarely a stranger who does who does commit Never that assault. Never a stranger. Any, any time. It's, it's usually someone. It's almost always somebody. In my instance, it was a friend of the family, and and I had to look at them. For the rest of my life, mm-hmm. in the face, mm-hmm. all the time, friend of the family. And like Joseph, they are, so, they tend to be that cool person. Cause yeah. My best friends had similar situations. It's, it's like a cool football playing dude. Right. Everybody gets along with. Right. Of course it is, because you can't be the weird creep that somebody's gonna believe you. Right. Oh, they, they, they good at it at this point. Right. That's real shit. That's, that's, that's real. They, they gain that right. emotional intelligence from being predatory creatures. Right. They learn how to to get away with the shit that they do mm-hmm. without being detected. And the they're same charismatic way. usually. And absolutely. Mm-hmm. They learn that by sociopaths. I was gonna say it's a sociopathy. Yeah. They I figure think the it out. The thing is is that a lot of people are so also aren't good friends. 
People mm. don't listen. Most people. And people yeah. don't care. Right. And they're dealing with their own shit and they're doing whatever they have to do and they do not create, people do not create safe space for their friends anymore. If my friends come to me and say, hey, Brenda, this happened to me, I'm instantly 100% in, let's go find out what happened. Let's talk. I don't care if you need to talk to somebody before you talk to some the other person, before mm-hmm. you talk to the other person. But if you don't create a safe space for somebody to come and expose, right. just read the Me Too hashtag. Most of Man. the stuff that has happened to some of these women were like things that you you I mean you can't even imagine like just coming home or on the back of a school bus or you know they they rode with their father's I mean their best friend's father's friend in a car or right. some some. Something so like randomly innocent that they couldn't go to anybody. Think about that. Nobody. They're adults, mm-hmm. and this this stuff was happening to them at three, eight, seventeen. They're old women, and they did they never found a safe space right. in all of those years to share that story. Was well, like the new. The Republican dude that's running, yeah, one more. The fourteen-year-old was like, "I didn't know we talked to." He was like, "And they were like, why is she coming forward forty years later?" Believe that I did this good luck. I'm out. Right. Nobody did, and now they're still like, "Oh, thirty years later." I had I had a childhood friend whose mom's boyfriend. I, I didn't know her, but you signed her year. Right. Her mom's boyfriend molested her. She told her mom. Her mom beat her. For lying on him. Jesus. Now later, this guy, this guy is known as a sexual predator, mm-hmm. known in the community, the was a pastor. Wow. Everyone knows. That's what pisses me off the most. That everyone is just like, oh yeah, him we know. Mm-hmm. Like my mom said back in the day, I might be saying too much. Yeah. My grandfather yeah. called it street justice. Um, mm-hmm. He would be dealt with. What happened to the crew that dealt with those people? That's what I want to know. Because her mother beat her, and she never made I don't think she made it to 30. We're the same age. She didn't make it to 30. She ended up being, becoming addicted to drugs. She got into prostitution. She died of AIDS. And it all stemmed from that event, I'm certain. And 80% of women have been. Yes. Of the ones that I grew up with, I know one I who wasn't. I, 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 don't, I don't either. I don't think, think about the women who are incarcerated. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't you know, know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, 80% of women who are incarcerated have been a sexual assault in some time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, like, more than 80% of your whole jail has been sexually assaulted. That says something about the population of Right. Women in America and how they're right. treated, period. And think of the generational curses that follow that. No, that was great. Think of the generational curses that follow sexual right. assault. Yeah. Right. And I don't mean it in some like woody woo curses way. No, but I that's mean an it energy. like it goes you're there. not. The, if it happened to your mother, and your mother never explained to you what happened. And she never had a chance. And she never had. Right. Yeah, she never had. An opportunity to get over it herself. She's not going to be able to protect you if it happens to you or teach you how to not deal with it again. And then she's never going to be able to be, if it does happen to you, she's never going to be able to say, speak up because she didn't do it herself. It's kind of like the auntie story that you told us. She was 
living in two different realms. If you think about it, she was willing to face what happened to her, but she wasn't willing to admit Mm -hmm. that it could possibly happen to all of these other women that were walking this plane. And And I couldn't even believe that. I, I... but you're saying she lived in the disconnect. It, it, it was a complete disconnect. disconnect. Yeah. You're, we have way too many women out here that are walking around with broken pieces inside of them, and they're they're becoming mothers. They're mm, aunties. Yeah, right. They are friends. They yeah. are sisters. And, and I had to call her out on that. I had to call her out on that right there because her daughter was there, her granddaughter was there, her great granddaughter was there. I. Like, that's not okay. Like, and no. Think of one of those people that knew it was happening to her or that it happened to. Just think if one of them would have spoken up at one time and then it kept being spoken up about. Then this man, hopefully, like like you said, you know, people now knew and you hated him now or didn't like him anymore because you had once thought he was I just good. found out two and weeks ago, like two or three weeks ago. You start, to, you start to push those people away and you make it safe. But like you said, these women are beating their daughters or telling them you're trying to steal my boyfriend or yeah. you know all yeah, of these crazy ass situations. Because they don't want the neighborhood, the community like, talking. Outrageous. But you then unleash this woman into the world, yep. who is now having interactions with men who are you know immature or disrespecting her or treating her in such a way that she has it's because of a part of her that's not repaired, mm-hmm. and then she has a daughter. And then she's not able to teach her that. So the cycle and then continues. It, just, it just continues. That's why nothing you do in this world is small. Nothing. You gotta watch everything you do, every way you interact with people. And when people talk about a witch hunt or it's hard to be a man in this world, get the fuck out of here. It's always been hard to be a woman. It's been harder to be a woman of color. Yes. So we need to sit down and listen. Right. We may not have power right. as men of color, but we got a hell of a lot more power than we act like we do. But that's why we so talked we really about that article. That's why we talked about that article on the podcast. The one. Excellent work. What was it from uh, Very Smart Brothers? The new privilege. Oh, oh, the, yeah. black men are the straight white men of the black community, something like that. Yeah. I did not understand why so many people, so many black men had a problem with it. Like, it's I understood it's, it's it. I understood true. why. But I don't. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Okay, that. But I'm like, you know it. Yeah. This is real life. It, it goes back to that. If and you're not willing to change it, you have a problem. Exactly. And I read it and I was like, yeah, of course. Black people. Like, it was so simple. Like, yeah. If you even go back in history, think about the suffrage movement, right? So who got the right to vote first? Women? Mm-hmm. White, women. White, women. White, women. White women. White women. Okay. Of okay. who were like <laughs> racist, but that's all another story. True, and they caught it. They caught it. But the, the point is, there was a movement afoot to give the, the vote to the black man before even the white woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can't yeah. pretend, like, yeah, you're right. It's you're true. not completely <coughs> powerful, but you're also not, not powerless. powerless. Yeah, powerless. Yep. Yeah. We, we, we make ourselves out to be. Right. And then you also have to remember, in the black community, it's mostly women that are raising our young black men. Yes, they yeah. And they're broken from their own situations that they've experienced. They're now raising their sons to be almost the same person who abused them. That's a fact. <laughs> because you Preach. raise them as your little king and your little boyfriend in the house, and it's like, no, that's your son. Then they get right. older, and right. you're like, you better play all them girls. Don't you have no one girlfriend? You date everybody. No, he needs to focus on his school. Then they get older, and you're out there. I mean, then they're out there just doing just a cycle of bullshit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Well, there was an article, I want to say something. It no, is please. a cycle of bullshit. Right. There was an article that I read um, that basically talked about how... Uh, <laughs> I basically yeah. talked about how, like, <laughs> men are protected, like, are more babied by their moms and family. Mm-hmm. And I think it was interesting because on Twitter, people were talking about it. And I could speak about that in the Latino community, like, in my own community. You know, I see that with my mom being more, like, with my brother, like, okay, yes, I'll do this for you, I'll do this for you. But then I saw people talking about it in the black community, and I saw people talking about it in other different communities, and I was like, whoa, so this is not just a problem in my own community. It's, it's universal. Universal patriarchy, and, basically. And it comes with, if you're protecting your, if you're raising your son to be this way and babying him, then when is, you know, when, like, that's a privilege. You yeah. are literally giving them all this attention and stuff and letting us go about it and you know we have to raise ourselves and we have to kind of figure it out on our own and i i i went through something when i was growing up my family and i used to go to vegas and they used to rent a big truck and this older man who was my aunt's husband's father was sitting next to me and he was trying to touch on me i was young i at that time what do you do i'm in a car i could scream i could say help but really like do i want to do that you know so what i did was i Hey, let's move seats. You gotta, gotta move. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And That's fine. That's he didn't want to do that. And it was like you, could, you could do just one thing. And he didn't want to do that. So I think the first person I told was my mom. And she was like, okay. And I told my mom and my dad. My dad was like, oh really? He didn't believe it. My mom was like, it was hard for her to believe it. And then my grandma was the only person who was like, we gotta go from here. And she was the one setting up for me. Why does my grandma have to do this? Why couldn't my parents end up for me at that time? They still kept talking to this family. They still kept going to these different places and putting me in that situation where I had to see the person who was trying to hurt me. So it's also too, like, like you were saying, you know, standing up, like, as women, too. Like, my grandmother stood up for me, but my mom could have done it. And I think it was also her just being afraid, like, you know, we're going against our own family right now and in that place, but... Also, you brought up a good point, and I was I wanted to tell you about that. Like, it's also as women we have to protect each other. I've been in situations where I've seen girls being dropped dead drunk, and guys trying to grab them. Let's go! Yes. And I'm like, I had my, my friends were like, "You're driving. You need to let's go home. We gotta go home." I'm like, no, we gotta take them home. Yep. Yes. Either we take them home, or they're they're going with someone else. Guys out here trying to take advantage of these girls that are drunk. And I get it, you know, they say, oh, well, they got drunk. But, you know, sometimes you have too many drinks and you don't know how many drinks you had. So it's really our duty, too, as women to protect one another in situations where we're placed, where if we see someone else that's intoxicated, who's going through something, stand up for them. Because we might, I have a voice. I was able to gain a voice because of that situation that I went through. So now I could really stand up for other people. But there's people out here who can't stand up for themselves. And I think... It's really our duty as women to stand up for each other. If there's not a man out there trying to stand up for us, like we can't wait for someone to say, "Hey, I got your back." Mm-hmm. We have to have each other's back because Absolutely. that's all we kind of have sometimes. Who knows better than another person? Oh, I'm sorry. Who knows the truth? I think. Yeah, I was gonna say, who knows better than another woman who has experienced mm-hmm. it in some form or fashion? I mean, and the other thing is, it is protecting the people that you are around. When we grew up, you know, there was a constant chatter within our groups of who's 
brother you don't go around, mm -hmm. whose uncle you don't go around, whose family member. Like, I will never forget my ex telling me, if I go to the store, you go to the store with me. And it was just two of his friends in the house. And I was like, what the hell? And I never realized it because at the time I was young and I mean, and I'm not naive by any stretch of the imagination, but I didn't realize what he was protecting me from. Mm -hmm. These are his homeboys mm -hmm. that he's Ooh. having in his house around, but he knew if something happens to you, first of all, I'm not gonna let anything happen to you, so you're gonna come with me, but if something happens to you, I gotta now kill my friends that I know ain't shit. No, nah, he would have killed him. And he would have. Yeah. But the up. thing is, you have them we space. know them, and they're close. Yeah. Growing up, we had a friend's brother that we were like, "Don't anybody leave the room. Mm -hmm. If you, if we leave the room, everybody leaves the room. Nobody is left behind." Damn. And the thing is, you didn't think about that it, after it was said. It was not. It was never spoke again. It was like, "Hey, I'm about to go to the bathroom." Uh, we all going to the bathroom. Like that was just a natural. It just was a natural thing because of one person that spoke up, but nobody speaks up anymore. Nobody says don't go to the creepy uncle's house. Nobody says move the fuck out the chair so she doesn't have to sit next to him. Your abuelita, she he, she didn't have left nothing left, mm -hmm. nothing to lose, and that's why she spoke up for you. Your mom was afraid, and that's it. And it's just like you said, your mom was afraid of the embarrassment between being around another family. And that's what happens. It happens so often that they're like, no, 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 just shut up, just shut up, because we don't want the whole taboo feeling of, you know, the world crum crumbling down around us. So it is. I I'm so glad you said that about yeah. leaving girls behind drunk. I've seen it happen so many times, and their friends are just in mode, I got to go too, because they're, you know, drunk, or they're tired, or they're wanting to get home. And you're sitting there like, this dude is grabbing on her. No, oh, and we need to stop, we need to stop okay, being ahead. so protective over these fucking creeps, man. Yeah. Especially in the black community. Like, say it. <laughs> Speak up. Speak up about it because you're more protective. We talked about this before. They'll let the, the fucking molester-ass uncle or cousin come through, hang out, but... Don't be they, gay. They, exactly. Don't be gay. I mean, I... That's so gross. Oh, my God. That is just so gross. But we need to... You said it like... You were talking about this. We need to talk about it. This yeah. needs to be out loud. Like... He's a fucking creep. That motherfucker right there. You, homie, sitting on the motherfucking couch. You, with your creepy ass acting like you don't hear this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you right. got to... There's nobody here. I'm just saying. <laughs> Everybody was like... Everybody. I'm just saying. Hey, you got you to gotta speak up. But, man, I, I, I mean, this is like... I'm sitting here, and I'm, like, hurting inside. Yeah, man. And it's not just... It has a lot to do with what you all are going through. But also, it's me, because I'm like... Damn, I've seen like, I've seen women getting hollered at, and they don't want to get a girl, get a guy their number. Fuck you, bitch. Yep. Mm -hmm. I ain't want your number. Right. Yeah, all stupid mm -hmm. ass, thank you, like all this shit. I've seen a girl, my homegirl, my my homeboy who just did, my homeboy who just did the, uh, who's just helping us out with the sound. His sister got hollered at. She didn't want to get a dude her her number. He threw like a milkshake at her. Like, seen girls get, I seen girls get kicked in the ass. 
And I've never. That's why we need to talk. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I didn't do shit. And I. I've laughed. I've laughed. I remember this. I'm like, ha, yeah, bitch. I've been that guy. And if it was my cousin, so for sure. And if it was my cousin, my sister, that's a more than a fake. You're getting stomped out. So how am I laughing? Because it's not. It's you're not. It's an uncomfortable laugh. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not. She's not your job to protect in your mind. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you don't even. It's a disconnect again because yeah. that ain't my family. This is funny to me. This I is what we do. Because I talk about how my family raised. Like it took. Like I had to peel off the shit that I was taught mm-hmm. from my yeah. cousins. Like relearning. And, yeah, like yeah. my brother. So what triggered that is the key. It's like what made you want to be conscious enough to know you want to change something about yourself? Because mm. that's what really is it. Is when exactly. people start to want to yeah. make themselves better, then it happens, and that just people don't always care about making themselves better. Or that's change. That's why right now, like you know, women there's a Me Too tag, and women are, are expressing themselves. But men, we also need to have a discourse about change because women know what's happening to them, and it's great that we're all getting a chance to 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 see it, hear it, and, and absorb it, and you know, like you said, try to try to empathize with it, you know, or empathize with it. But at some point, like men, we have to address it because how are we ever going to see any evolution of what's wrong? Yeah, yeah accountability. Like accountability. About this, but. You know, the big buff dude with the tattoos on the corner doing that shit. We ain't gonna walk up and be like, hey, you need to watch what you're doing, bro. But it's also incredibly easy for us to understand. We act like it's hard to understand. And you talked about it before, too. But, like, I know in our family, I've had women say, yeah, back in the day, we were not supposed to be in the room with this person yeah. when they were younger. Yeah. So, like, there are, there are a lot of us out there who understand, who actually do know. And that's why we need to talk. Because... Yeah. What we are not also finding out is not just women's stories, but other men who are, who actually know how to behave, how to actually interact, how to, you know what I mean, stop taking advantage of the privilege that we do have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, we do, we know. Like, you know, I know, our friends know. Like, we know how to behave. Like, that's like earlier when she said, like, are you hesitant? Are you cautious? No. It's not even a second thought for me no, because... I'm not cautious because I'm never gonna disrespect the women when I come when I talk to her. I just ain't. But we know this. We gotta pass that on, and I have definitely tried to pass it on to others. But we all have to, and we see it. We gotta say something. I know from these conversations. Oh my gosh! If I don't say something now, then there is no hope for me. Yes, yeah, it's constant work to be done. After this, I just ask all the men that are in this room for us women. You start having these conversations with the other men in your lives. You have that. You you have to get uncomfortable. Make them get uncomfortable. Discuss and be like, y'all are just chilling out. Yo, what do y'all think about this Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. thing? And get the conversation going. And in our own communities, just like we have a fucking dumbass president. You know what? All those people getting elected, all of us black people getting elected, it's because we're actually doing something in our community. Right. Yeah. There's boys and girls clubs. There's church youth on a local groups. and there's, state level. There's schools that are always looking for volunteers yes. for, for people like us yeah. that actually care about these kids. Because you know what? I I'm not a parent myself, but I have children in my family that I care about, and I was raised a certain way. You can't be scared to have these conversations. Right. So when we all like, it's always great when people have conversations. But sometimes people leave, go on their regular lesson, they never deal with it again. Every time there's a shooting, we're all talking about it, but no one's taking action. So after this. 
please for us, for the future, your future daughters, your future little cousins, just may have the conversation. And, and speak up for them. Mm-hmm. And pay attention to the uncomfortable situation. Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. tell when a woman is uncomfortable. Because energy does yes. You absolutely. can absolutely can tell when a little girl is uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. If a little girl doesn't want to hug somebody, don't, don't make her. Yeah. If she clings to you when somebody else is in the room, don't. I mean, get her out of there. There is never a time that she should fear being, being oh, in those situations. No matter what the small. reason is. Whatever no the reason, reason is. You gotta be cautious of just saying men. I know we said men a lot, but everybody's oh, oh, yeah. So just definitely, yeah, I'm just saying. I know it sounds wrong. Any, 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 yes. any time because that's the thing about children, they're more sensitive to energy. Yes. They can, if they're they telling you they're uncomfortable with a person, trust them. Yes. Yeah. Period. If they don't like somebody, that's it. That's it. Dead. They don't have to hug them. No. They don't have to say hi. And you don't have to be around them. Right. That's the big difficulty. The hard part is people forcing people to be around people because that's that's what they're supposed to do. Right. You prioritize your child's mental. Yes. Amen. Well, that's another. What is it they say? You know this better phrase. Hey, um, listen up, listen up. So. We're going we're gonna to wrap up as far as the podcast goes. We can always continue conversations if you guys would like. But, you know, shit, we this don't like that. I mean, this has been a beautiful conversation. Seriously, everybody. No, this is... Thank you. And the great thing... The, 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 the cool thing... All right, this is the thing that bothers me a little bit. There's no one in here that... Y'all get it? Like everybody yeah. here gets People it. probably need to hear it the most. We need so it's like preaching to the choir. But, but. We need your face for the Oh, my God. Because, yeah. man, make. Uh, okay, listen, listen, listen. exposing them. Man, listen, listen. All right, my, yeah, my, I told y'all about my, look, man. Look, I told y'all about the people who have been in my life. They not all the way here. Like, and I don't, these are not people that I, I don't hang out with them. Right. But Facebook keeps me in contact with people I've been knowing for my whole life. I lost so many damn friends. And man, it's because my friends, look, I was actually, like I told you, I was surprised at the amount of support I got from my homeboys that I kick it with, like, often about the podcast, my homeboys out here, my homeboys in New Orleans. You know, they're cool. They're, but the ones that I hung out with back in the day in the neighborhood, out over here, you know, every uh, other places, they, <laughs> they're not there. Right. They're not there, man. They question everything. They so don't bring up Bill Cosby. Man, Bill didn't do shit. Right. He was my daddy growing up. Nigga, no. Man, look, he was my daddy too. But he he was my daddy too. He was my dad. He was no. Nah, look, no. Nah, but what what did I say earlier? What did I say earlier? Daddy's. What did I say earlier? Daddy's is fucking up too, man. Like, look, he helped. He did. He did a certain job, but then he was fucking up. And the hardest part. For a child is when they grow up and realize that their parent is a human too, and that things happen to them that they're they were just winging it and they made mistakes and all of that. But at the same time, if you decided to bring a child into this world, it is your duty and your responsibility to protect them as as much as you can. And I don't give a shit who who feels bad about my choice raising any of my children. And, and, and I don't mean just the ones I birthed. 
It's nah, important man. that our kids know that no, we don't, we're not perfect. Like you said, we're, we're I will kill up. them. I told my daughter from also, her. but I, I, I love that. I love that. But I love the conversations you guys are having with your children. Because, I mean, I don't know about like growing up. My mother wasn't. Uh, you know, hold on, hold on. Before, all right, I want to thank everybody. This is dope. All right, yo, I'll tell you the podcast. Yo, and uh, we are out.